Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and we just here on Obstruction to Justice, we just talk about uh, different discussions of what's going on, uh, current events of the day, news relevant topics, and highlighting uh, politics, and of course, my favorite business. And today we're going to be talking with James J.B. Price, owner of Turning Heads Barbershop. Welcome, Brother J.B. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> doing well, thanks. Doing well. Brother J.B., we're just so glad that you uh, just took your, you know, it's busy out there. That, that's what you do. You know, you're, you're as far as barbershopping and everything, it's busy. It ain't Monday. It's Wednesday today. So you've had a long, <laughs> full day. Do you I guys did. work on Mondays, by the way? No, we don't. Okay, we'll all right. Sundays and Mondays. Well, yeah. Sundays and Mondays. I, I don't so. know why, but I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's got to be one, uh, actually two days. You guys go hard on this Saturday and everything. Oh, my you God. Know? That Saturday is big. That's how I actually was introduced to your your uh, team there. As far as uh, when that mm -hmm. was on a Saturday when we hung out and I had a chance to meet uh, you and your crew and mm -hmm. came in and customer service was on point. I was I brought in my my grandson, my oldest grandson. Shout out to my oldest grandson. <laughs> <laughs> He was, it was some years ago and came in and, you know, big mama trying to get his hair cut and everything. And, and you guys hooked him up and, and gave him the cut that I asked for. Now that's kind of hard, you know, Yeah, it is. So, so you asked, look, this is the kind of cut I want. And it's like that brother threw it right on his head. And <laughs> I was going for a while. I, I went over there for a while. Then he got older. And of course his parents, you know, stepped in and wanted mm -hmm. to uh go ahead and uh, support him but brother jb you know you have a story to tell as far as your business is concerned and i'm very proud of you my brother because you have been hanging in there and you provide jobs to brothers huh that are in the business they're artiste par excellence mm -hmm. when it, you and your crew you you guys get down i'm telling you you are doing great you do great work but i want to talk about it. the first question i ask is how did you get started because that's the first question that's what people want to know most they want to know look how did you do it how did you get started you want the uh the short version or the long version well you know give whatever version you like you know okay. we have time on this but you know we have a couple other things to share but look give whatever version you like Okay, so I'm gonna give you the long version. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's part of my testimony. So, all right, uh, I've been cutting my hair since uh, I was 13 years old. I started in eighth grade, and I just started cutting my own hair just because I moved out of my neighborhood. Uh -huh. uh, I didn't trust any other barber. Uh, shout out to Antoine and Fat Sam who was cutting my hair at the time. And then when I moved from the 50s down to the 24th uh, in Park, where my grandmother lived, I couldn't find anybody that can really cut my hair the way that I wanted. Like you just said, it's hard mm -hmm. yeah. for people to. And then it's just like, I, you know, the the client barber relationship is so it's like a. You know, it's like a marriage. You know what I mean? And it is a relate. It's a personal thing. You know, yeah, it's like definitely. hair. This is, this is my style. This is my signature. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. yeah. And it's hard to, you know, you get a divorce or something. It's hard to go back out there and, <laughs> and find another mate. You know, so I was like, you know, let me go ahead and see if I could do this myself. Uh huh. So my brother had bought me a pair of clippers, and I went to work and. Lo and behold, I did a pretty good job to where uh, people were giving me compliments like, hey, man, where you get your hair cut? Now, it took me about about four, about four hours 
because I was very um, particular in uh-huh. how I wanted my hair. And back then we used to wear the boxes. So my box had to be, you know, a perfect symmetric shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I do. Um, so I just started getting other people in the neighborhood that was like, hey, can you cut my hair? So I started with $5, $5 went to $7, $7 went to $10. And this is as, as years went on, uh, cutting family members and then cutting best friends and then their family members. So I I learned at a, at a young age how to cut hair, but that was mm-hmm. plan B. Plan A was for me to be a rap star. I want to be the next, you know, what? little woman. Yeah, so I was... Um, I was rapping around the same time, uh, 12. Actually, I was rapping first, but I ended up uh, years later graduating high school. uh, And then we just started like touring a little bit. Then I got saved. And when I got saved, I I understood now the calling that God had on my Mm -hmm. life was not to quit rapping, but just to switch partners, switch conversations, switch the message right. of, uh, uh, of what I needed to be rapping about. So I stopped the touring, I stopped all that stuff. And I even stopped rapping for a minute because I just wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. If you know, if you want to teach computers or whatever, you're going to go to computer school. Right. You're not just going to start teaching computers. So, you know, as I grew in the Lord, and 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 that stuff, uh, I started applying that to my message and rap. Now, um, I wanted to open a mobile barbershop. I wanted to get like a U-Haul and kind of make that look like a barbershop. Mm-hmm. And then I pull up on people because I was used to pulling up on people and going and cutting on their toilets and stuff because right. that's what I had to do back in the day. And um, I ended up at a guy named Chico's uh, Barbershop in Blue Springs, same strip mall that I'm at, 782 Southwest US 40 Highway, Blue Springs. Come and holler at me, turn ahead as Barbershop. But yeah, we, we're going to give that address, do, we're going to give it again if you didn't okay. catch it. So yeah, right, we're going to give right. it again for sure. I give it to you how many times you need it. <laughs> and so uh, he ended up uh, recruiting me. And, uh, oh, shoot, I went to barber school, of course. I was working a nine to five, working U- UPS. And okay, then- hold on now. Now, now you're giving, you're giving all these wonderful nuggets. Uh-huh. Young brother, okay, uh-huh. uh, African-American descent, you know, just like me, huh? Uh-huh. We're talking about, we're talking about staying focused, mm-hmm. but here, uh, Staying focused on on what you enjoy doing, so you were into the hip hop hip hop uh-huh. scene, the rap scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, of course, wanting to make you know keep your your look up mm-hmm. and doing that. And then mm-hmm. here there was a problem. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about business, and this might be old hat to some, mm-hmm. but I don't care what business you're in, your business has to solve a problem. Yes. And your problem was that you couldn't you couldn't just go somewhere and just have them cut what you wanted them to cut. They mm-hmm. just didn't have that gift. And I, I just I, see we hadn't even talked about this before we came on. I said I walked into your shop uh-huh. and I told the man what I needed for this cut to be on my grandson. And you guys put it on his head. Yeah. Okay, right. so that was before you, we you had even started telling. So there was a, that was a gift that that was the need in yeah, that was the need. you were you were wanting to provide that type of you needed that type of service, and then mm-hmm. out of that, what grows is the need where you could take that gift and then provide it to others, mm-hmm. and then they're willing to pay for it. That's yeah, what yeah. this is all about, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, so, ma'am. We're talking about real business. We're not talking about slinging drugs because they they the society has set us up to where they it, it, they want to to talk us into. And I'm talking about people of color. It doesn't matter even European American youth. It doesn't matter. Get mm-hmm. you caught up in a system to where you feel there's no hope. Mm-hmm. So you see the blame. 
but you don't know how to get the blame. Mm -hmm. See, that that was always my issue when it came to hip hop rapper artists or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all talking about the bling. I'm like, uh, where the bling? How do you get it? Right? Yeah, exactly. So this is how you get it. God has given us all something, right? Mm -hmm. He's given us all something because we we're here as a on purpose. We're not here just to be here. You know, we're not mm -hmm. a mistake. I don't care mm -hmm. what society says, you know, about our culture and all that. Look, we're here and we're here on purpose. So what we are needing to do, just like, you know, I, I that we're just not going to talk about what you do that as far as your your uh, barbershop. But, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to share a couple of other things, too. But what I heard was, look, you solved the problem. So I want to go there, mm -hmm. solve a problem. Then from there, take um, take the initiative to where you perfect the craft. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem there. But now you get a chance to perfect what how you're going to solve it. Amen. Okay, that's another part of business. Just because you have your shingle up, that doctor, he had to go to doctor school, right? Yes, <laughs> he had to go to med school had to, uh, had to, to know what was going on. And and with you, you you said here was here was the problem you're solving is barbershop. You went to barbershop, barber school, mm -hmm. right? And I know you had to spend some time, some burn burn the candle on both ends because I also heard you say you were you are a responsible a responsible person to where you knew you had to take care of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you had your family then maybe not. Nah, I have my uh, son. Yes, I did have my son. Okay. But you had to take care of yourself. Yes, right? and this was so, this is something else that's amazing to me. How is it that people want to go into a relationship and call and holler 50, 50, you pay half, and the other pay half, right? So they want to go into a relationship as a man, but if uh, you have to pay all the rent if you were by yourself anyway. Anyway, right? yeah. So and I'm an old school. I'm an old school guy. Okay, so well, tell tell the story now. I, I'm an old school guy. I I took care of my wife and my kids. I didn't, you know, she didn't have a job. I wanted her to raise my kids. I didn't want, uh, you know, someone to raise my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, babysitter, things of that nature. I said, hey, you you take care of that and I'll hold this down. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And to this day, I tell her, hey, you don't have to work. I'll, I'll take care of that. You just make sure that you fulfill, you know, the the, the duties of a wife, uh, of a parent, you know, uh, of a servant, all of those things and, and leave the rest up to me, you know. But she has chosen to go to nursing school. She's chosen to go to cosmetology school. She's chosen these things so that she can kind of have something to bring to the table. And I don't mind that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not yeah. complaining at all. Yeah. But at first, I was always an advocate for taking care of your wife and your kids. And, and, and that's yeah. important. I, I appreciate you saying that, JB, because... Mm -hmm. Here, you're a rap artist at, at mm -hmm. heart. God gave you something to say, or and you you're a rap artist. That's what you want. That what you that's what you aspire to do. Mm -hmm. huh? And then there's so many other gifts and talents that He's given you too, right? Mm -hmm. So for for the person, for the young man, and even though you're old school, you're still a young man. Yes, ma'am. Okay? And for that other young men can learn from it just you know they say well i don't care what what this what this guy doing i'm gonna do i'm gonna do me i'm gonna do me okay well this is the better us this is mm -hmm. this brother here you know none of us are perfect i'm not you mm -hmm. know trying to pump folks up you know none of, us, none of us are perfect but what you're doing for your family for yourself you're living the better life for yourself too mm -hmm. See, let's be selfish about this. You know, yeah. you're doing what you're doing, all of what you can for yourself. And then, oh, by the way, this is me. Those kids are mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. That wife is mine. Right. Yeah. And I don't have to go out and have all the different girls or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I have discipline. I'm not living yeah. in beast mode. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm living as <laughs> Those a man. Days are far behind. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you and, and so the last point that I want to say. Take make on this one before you go on is that mm -hmm. you had to put something in it. 
Okay, so it wasn't easy working the job and, you know, doing the business and, you know, going to school or whatever. These are things that that we sacrifice to do and you grind to do it is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, you know how, like, you can put something in front of an ant and make that ant go wherever you want it to go. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's what God was doing with me. He was directing my steps because I didn't want to be a barber per se, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't mind doing it now, you know what I mean? Because uh, I love helping, I love helping people out. I love making people look better, making them feel confident and stuff like that. But the bigger mission for me is to be used as a, as a tool mm -hmm. uh, to reach those who, who are in darkness and to edify those who are of the light. Yeah. Um, and he uses the barbershop as a station to do that. And he's using me as a, uh, as a, as a conduit to, um, to, to convey the message in which he wants to give to whoever comes to sit in the chair. And I, it took me a minute to, to understand how to, you know, to witness to someone without, Hey, you know, Jesus, do you know this, this, this and that, you know, uh, as they, you know, uh, start to, um, conversate with me, and let me in on their life, the Holy Spirit lets me know that, okay, this is what you need to tell this individual. Or, wow. he'll say, or he'll just say, be quiet and just listen. Or he'll say, pray for, the, for him. Or he'll say, take him to the back room and bring him to salvation. Wow. So I have done all of these things multiple times, like throughout. I mean, my anniversary is tomorrow. It'll be 12 years I've been open. I opened up in... Uh, Oh nine, so he's been doing this thing for a while now, and you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't know this is what he was doing before. I just know that he made me very uncomfortable with with working at a regular job. Mm -hmm. He made me uncomfortable at being told what to do, how to do, when to do, and I feel like supervisors, managers things of that nature, they they uh, abuse their authority a lot. And it didn't sit right with me. So the last straw of my job, it was one of those situations where, hey, um, I mean, I did everything I needed to do, but you want to me, me to do more stuff mm -hmm. that didn't require, you know, it wasn't in my job title to do, but you're going to make me do it because you're in position to do it. And I, uh, being transparent, I called my wife and I said, I want to quit. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I got to take care of you guys. You know, my, my, my son was just born at the time. I got rent. I got all of this. He like, just quit. I'm like, just quit. That's not, I don't have another job. You know, I still got to pay this stuff. She's like, I'll get a job. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So I just sucked it up. And I, and I went through it for another, let's say about three or four months. But what happened was, <laughs> I got fired oh, for, see? Coming, for coming in late. See, the Lord knew I wasn't going to quit. Mm -hmm. So he had, he had to he fire. He had to do something. I know, th Tell and that how testimony. It, how he did it, it was so amazing because I got fired. I was just like, fired for what? He's like, because you're late. I'm like, this is a commission job. I'm just not hourly. I'm like 10 minutes late. All the cars are done. I was detailing for Baron BMW. I'm like, mm -hmm. I did all the cars yesterday. I knew what needed to go in the morning. I already did those. Like, what do I need to be here at nine for? It's 920 mm -hmm. just because we require you to be here. So I was like, you know what? It's, it's okay. There's, it, and then the uh, assistant supervisor said, hey, why don't you just call unemployment I was like, unemployment? I never heard of unemployment. Mm -hmm. He said, why don't you just call unemployment and see how much money you got? I'm like, unemployment for real? So, <laughs> so I called unemployment and I had like, what was it, $11,000 in unemployment mm -hmm. <laughs> that I racked up, you know, mm -hmm. over the years of working. And I said, oh, shoot. So they put me on hold for a minute to, so they can find out they had a, a conference call or whatever yeah. because they disputed. They said, mm -hmm. no, he don't need unemployment. So they went through all of that. I've been through it. In the meantime, I went to a barber school and I acquired about how long it would take for me to go to barber school and this and that, right? 
So, <laughs> so they told me, okay, this is where I met Derek at. We started on the same day at barber school. Mm-hmm. And they told me it would take 10 months for me to complete barber school. So I was like, okay. So after I did the um, conference call or whatever, they told me, okay, they didn't have enough evidence to prove that you don't deserve this unemployment. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you this unemployment and it's going to last for 10 months. So I said, hold on. <laughs> I get There's 10 no months. accident or coincidence. That- Exactly. My so goodness. Said, oh wow. So in a nutshell, I went to went to barber school, got out. I met a guy named Chico who was right down a down the way from the uh my, my current barber shop. Mm-hmm. And another story, I moved out here to Blue Springs. I used to live in um uh, in the city. Mm-hmm. When I got saved, I felt like there's a lot of distractions and stuff down there. So for me to really walk this thing out the way that I know the Lord want me to, mm-hmm. he wants me to kind of get away from those distractions. So my wife was like, hey, have you considered moving to Blue Springs? I'm like, well, no, nah, ain't that like two hours away? I never knew where Blue Springs was. Right, right. So she was like, no, let's just go out here and check out this town home. Went out there, checked out the town home. Got the town home. It was like, the lady was like, this is a long list. But I like you guys, so I'm gonna go ahead and skip you up to the front. Wow. And y'all can move in Thank in three her. days. In three days. I said, Whoa. So I was like, all right, cool. My neighbor plays chess. I've been playing chess since I was seven. My mother taught me. Well, actually, my mother's sponsor. Wow. Because she was, you know, on that end. Not to put her out there like that, but she's been clean but for you know what? Praise God years. for overcoming. She yes. overcame that. God's yes. given her the strength and, and yes. everything. But and but here, look, she still poured into you. Yes. See, people want to talk about family and how they had this bad family and this mm-hmm. happened, and this mama, this daddy. And I understand. I, yes. do, I get yes. it. Yes. Uh, but God. But God. So he put this sponsor in our life and he taught us how to play chess. And uh, I whooped on my neighbor, my new neighbor in Blue Springs. I whooped on him so much. He said, I'm going to take you somewhere. I bet you can't beat him. I'm like, man, take me. He took me to the barbershop. <laughs> this is where I met Chico. Oh, my goodness. So Chico and I, we go, we battle out. He beat me once. I beat him once. And he, we get in the talk. As we're playing, he's like, I'm like, man, I'm in barber school. He's like, oh, wow, I got a chair available. I'm like, all right, well, shoot. If 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 my whole little mobile barber thing don't work, I'll give you a call. And a uh, few months later comes by, you know, I graduate barber school. I called Chico. I said, hey, man, yeah, the mobile barber thing ain't going to work out. Uh, but, but right says, there. Now, here's another thing that uh-huh. people want to think that I mean, one one opportunity that doesn't make it 100 percent and people mm-hmm. want to give up. Yeah. Oh, I'm the mobile barber. It didn't work. Or what it look. Brother yeah. said, look, OK, it didn't work. Here's B plan or whatever. But here's yeah. a plan that uh, I, I've already uh, see, that's your network of people. So the networking, we're talking about business networking here now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. And it didn't work because I don't know if you remember, that's when gas started going up. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, the spark of the gas going up. And I was like, man, I'm going to be spending a lot of money putting in this truck. And I'm only, the haircuts back then was like $13. 15 mm-hmm. was very expensive for a haircut. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is not going to really be lucrative for me. Mm-hmm. To be traveling all around now that now when the gas was ninety five cent a dollar twenty five or whatever mm-hmm. I mean it was up to like two something okay so, so I heard right there business plan guys yep he did yep. a business analysis to see <laughs> what, whether or not this business was going to pay off mm-hmm. right and we do that we teach at ASBNC training and consulting we mm-hmm. we actually walk you through working on a business plan. So go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, Chico, he hires me. I was there for two and a half years. Everything was seemed, seemed to be going good with me. 
uh, or to me. And Chico says, hey, I'm on, I want to move somewhere else. He was there for six years. He's like, uh, you know, a place just opened up, Texas Roadhouse in that area over there started being developed right off of uh, 70. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, put a shop over there. And that fell through. Mm -hmm. So he says to me, hey, I'm going to need you to cut out your house for, for a minute before I can find something else. I'm sitting here like, uh, no, mm -hmm. I'm not cutting out my house. I'm not bringing people mm -hmm. to my place of solace. You know what right, I mean? Right. And where my wife and my kids are. That's a, that's, that's a man decision too, yeah. guys. It's nothing wrong with being a brother. Be that yeah. man to say, no, it's okay. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, that didn't work out. So uh, come to find out, Chico has something up his sleeve. He owed the people oh. at the at the uh, strip mall. He was trying to dip on them. Mm -hmm. So he told me they're kicking us out, and I'm going to take this time to open something else up. But that didn't happen. So when I called um, the landlord, I said, "Hey." How much do we owe you so we can just pay? I had some savings. I'm like, so we can just pay you savings. what we owe you and we can stay here. And the guy says, Chico doesn't owe me anything. Or uh, uh, he said, I, hasn't, I haven't talked to Chico in three months. Mm -hmm. Yes, he owes me money, but I'm not kicking you guys out. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here like, why did he tell me mm -hmm. that we're getting put out? Kind of find out because he was trying to dip. Oh, okay. So what yeah. I said was, I said, okay, so how about this? How about I'll take over the lease whenever he wants to leave and do whatever he's doing because it seems like he don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. So he said, okay, let's go ahead and make that happen. When he leaves, we'll put you in his spot. Long story short. Now here's where the long story turns short. He didn't he didn't leave that spot. He left things in there deliberately so that nobody could move in. So oh. that's when I found the spot down the way down where I'm way. now. And I was I was scared because I'm like, okay, I'm starting from ground zero, but I have enough clientele. Uh, I met a guy named Marcus at the barber school. I call him up. I say, Hey, what do you think about, you know, uh joining me mm -hmm. and, and cutting hair? He said, Man, this is right on time. I just got laid off a week ago. I'm like, wow, really? I said, hey, man, do this with me. He said, all right, cool. So it started off with me and Marcus, who now owns Precision Line, on the other end of Blue Springs. So he worked up a clientele enough to leave and open another business. So, and I <laughs> this have is so exciting. And I have five barbers who I have. Uh, coming to the Turning Heads family, worked up their clientele enough to move and build their own wow. business. So there's five businesses out here. Uh, other barbershops, actually there's four. It's about to be five because I have one right now that's about to leave and open up a business. So Is, Isn't that important? Doesn't that make yeah. you feel great? Hmm? It does. It does. Because you know, some people, you know, old school business. Look, uh -huh. you come and work for me. You belong yeah. to me and, and everything. Yeah. I'm like, what? Don't you want to just share to where you teach a man to fish, right? Yeah. Let him go fish, right? Yeah. And that broadens your, to me, that's what broadens the, the circle there too. Yeah. You have other people that are out there doing what you do, but it just makes it, it just makes it better. There's no yeah. competition in that because there's only, and we're talking about time. That's something that we're going to talk about the economics of time. Yes. Um, we're talking about microeconomics. We shared on that last week, but when it comes to time, there's only you, uh, one person can only do so much. One barbershop can only do so much. Why not get to the point to where there's a, uh, you know, more, you know, competition is healthy, Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and it's not really competition. It's just that you can only do so much with one yes, shop or yes, two shops or five shops or whatever. Now you have an invested interest <laughs> Bam. And four other shops. Huh? That part, that part. Now, the initial feeling, I'm not going to lie, was like, why would you want to leave? You're making good money, right? But they have dreams. They have aspirations of their own. And I can't get in the way of that. Whoa. So I allowed them to stay, make their money while their shops were being, you know, 
you know, renovated and getting everything where it needed to be. And then they let me know, hey, all right, this is my last week, man. I thank you for allowing me to not just firing me and putting me out and putting a stop to all of this stuff because I ain't going to front. One of them, I didn't want to do that, but God wouldn't allow me to because of how it happened. It didn't come out like, hey, man, you know, I thank you for the opportunity. And I'm going to it was more like I'm doing this on the side and I'm about to try to just leave you in the dark. But whatever is done in the dark is going to come to it's light. Don't come it to light. To light, and it ain't. And it wasn't how he planned it. But I still, ha- I showed him grace, and I said, you know what? It's okay. It, it, there's seasons to everything, and this is your season is up here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So do what you have to do to get this shop prepared, and you have my blessings. And God bless you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So right. And and that's happened to. Marcus was first. Lou was second. He uh, owned Solutions Barbershop on 40. Um, who was third? Uh, Josh was third. He owns Fades in, in Warrensburg. Uh, Casey owns uh, the Barber Lounge in Raytown. And then Mike, uh, Mikey's about to um, open clean cuts barbershop and and uh independent so you know i'm not i'm not salty i i feel like god has put me in these men's life so that they could not only fulfill my dream and help me with mine but i can help them with theirs wow. you know sometimes we can't always think about us mm-hmm. and it's about me myself and i but we have to think about the people that God put in our lives and, and how the community we as well. Yeah. And the community, how, yes, because there's no accidents or coincidence, but what I'm hearing even on a secular level here mm-hmm. uh, is community. So yes. you had a chance. This is how you invested in your community. Yes. I want to show the shop. Let, I, I'm excited. I had, there's a picture out there now <laughs> he's on Facebook guys. So I'm getting ready to share. Let me go ahead and share this. Uh, he's on Facebook, the Turning Heads. That's T-U-R-N dash, the capital letter N dash H-E-A-D-Z. And let's see, can you see this? Yeah. This is the shop here, guys. Now, this shop is, is very cool, huh? I The TVs are up here and... You, I I get I know you uh, based on his conversation. You know what kind of barbershop it is. Now, usually, what goes on in a barbershop stays in a barbershop, mm-hmm. and it's it's still true, right? Mm-hmm. But what what happens when you come into this barbershop? You're going to be uh, encouraged, mm-hmm. edified, huh? Mm-hmm. Built up. Uh, the conversation isn't going to be uh, all raunchy. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've come in and I've had to sit with my grandson. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna just come in and just drop him off. I mean, I did that <laughs> one or two times, but <laughs> but you know, I come in, I get to sit, and you know, being a lady, you know, uh, you, you, so, yeah, I, the first time I felt a little uncomfortable in that, you know, around these brothers because in in my mind, the typical barbershop, you know, they was just gonna go in and talk all kind, you know, and whatever. You know, you hear all the, the stories about it, but this your barbershop is not that way. You have mm-hmm. the TVs going, but but you have the inspirational music mm-hmm. going. And yeah. young people are in there with their dads, uh, to their moms, you know, or whoever. Now I'm big mama, so I had mine in there. <laughs> and and now these pictures are um or profile. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with sharing on these, but look at that. Huh? Look at that design. (laughs) Casey stars, whatever you got it going on. Huh? I haven't seen these in a long time. It's crazy because one of those pictures, that guy, I still cut. He's like, about to graduate. He's like a kid here. He's about to graduate. Yeah, yeah. That's See, wild. No, yeah. you're talking about the relationship, investing in other barbershops. You've mm-hmm. increased your circle of influence, poured into the community. 
Brother, mm-hmm. you are on a roll. You're just a you. Hey, you are on a roll. Now, uh, I do want to uh, to share too. Now, it hasn't been all grits and gravy. Huh? No, it hasn't. Out there, and I'm no, going to share this other. Um, I'm going to share this other story uh, that had went on. It, and if you can, just just tell us a little bit about what went on here. Mm. So here is a picture of me sitting in front of my shop. Within the background is uh, is oh. wrote on the window, "Die inward." Mm. We know what that word is, mm-hmm. and um, it was a shock to me. I thought Derek was playing when he called me and said, "Hey, man, uh, there's some stuff wrote on the windows. I think you need to come up here and check it out." Uh, I'm like, what's rolling on the window? He's like, I'm not going to tell you over the phone. I think you need to come and check it out. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right. So I pull up and this is what I see. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had mixed feelings. I'm sitting here like, is this a joke? And then I start thinking deeper, like, well, shoot, I am in the suburbs. I am <laughs> in Blue Springs. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, is this a real life threat? Like, are they are they saying, you know, die inward like they want to kill me and mm. want me dead? Uh, so all of these things are going through my head. So I call my wife. I say, you won't believe what I'm looking at. So I, I tell her, she's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, I'm calling somebody. I'm like, you call somebody? Who you call? I'll, I'll call you back. I'm calling somebody. So she she hangs up with me. Going to find out she called the news. <laughs> she called Channel 4. Five, nine, all these yeah. yeah. So she's like, I want to expose this. She's like, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't get rid of it. it. Leave it up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave it up there. So, shoot, about an hour later, I get a call from the new, uh, from Channel 4, I think, first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we want to come up there and we want to interview, interview you on this. Uh, I said, hey, feel free, come on up. Because what it's doing is, it's, it's shedding light mm-hmm. on what's really going on in our backyard that people mm-hmm. think is uh, don't exist no more. Mm-hmm. Some people think racism don't exist no more. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a clear depiction that it's very, uh, very well and alive, alive. And it's right in our backyard. Right you don't have backyard. to go far to experience these things, especially not as a black man. Mm-hmm. Now we can ignore a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Because uh, we're just built to, you know, ignore certain things. But this right here couldn't be ignored. It had to be exposed, yeah. and uh, I think it brought the community together. I got over a hundred calls mm-hmm. and emails and text messages of uh, how can I help. I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, I don't feel that way. I mean, showered us with with lunch all throughout the week. Uh, p- people gave me money. They started a GoFundMe. I mean, it yeah. was it was it was special. It was a special moment for me because I'm like, even though what was Satan meant for bad, mm. God meant for good. Yes. So even though this was was supposed to intimidate me, make me leave or something like that. It only made me want to stay even more and shed some light on the ignorance at the same time mm-hmm. and let them know that I'm not scared and I'm not intimidated and we are here to stay. You know, there's, there's African-Americans moving out here by the droves, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to deal with us, you know what I mean? And just because you're going to write this stuff on here, it's not going to make me, up and move or none of that stuff. It's really gonna make me. You're gonna make me run for mayor out here or something. You know, what I mean? you know they have Ross out there. Yeah, and, and it's I, like he just live in in uh, at the uh. What is it? The what is it when you municipal? What it Blue Springs? The, he just Blue, lives out there. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah. He, he really he really lives out here anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he um. I've had a talk with him okay. and and he actually says, Hey man, I, I want you 
to go and take these steps so that you could, you know, probably run mm -hmm. for mayor. This, this is yeah. what I this is what I was getting out of the conversation. I'm like, who me? No, I'm not that type. You know what I mean? I'm not a mayor type, you know, but after hearing this story, because we did an interview with a guy, um, Case, what is it, KN, uh, his podcast, uh, it escapes me, but people heard this thing, like, on the radio, they kept calling me, like, man, I heard you on, I'm like, damn, it, that dude is that popular? He's on, on, uh, on Truce, UMKC. Okay. Oh, man, it escapes me, but yeah, we did an interview about this, and afterwards, me and Rock, Mr. Ross, we talked for like 30, 45 minutes in a parking lot. And he was just giving me his story of how he became mayor, what he wanted to do, and his aspirations. And I was just like, man, I'm really like intrigued of his story and how he was trying to put out there, like, man, here's my card. Or no, he said, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna send somebody to your shop and I'm gonna have her give you a card. Make sure that you call this person because they're going to prepare you to try to get in position to run. I'm like, what? Well, the, the point is, is that Ross is a he's a good guy. He's been a good yeah. mayor. Right. Yeah. And Blue Springs, it's a great town. It yeah. really is. And it's grown and they've done a lot. Yeah. Uh, they they're very progressive when it comes to all of what they do. Uh, the police force, mm -hmm. um, it, they're progressive in that. I know that the police force out here in Oak Grove, they network with the police force in Blue Springs and mm -hmm. Rain Valley. They're just kind of a tight knit community even still. So there's some great police officers out here in Oak Grove. They really mm -hmm. are. I've been through the, the, uh, the uh, where you're a citizen, the citizen training for to go in and see what the police officers do. It's a mm -hmm. citizen training class. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like six weeks long. I went through all of that, had a chance to meet some great people. But the whole point is that Blue Springs is a great town. Ross has been a great mayor. He's been mm -hmm. really good. That's why he's there. So, you know, he's he's been there, you know. Mm. And, you know, it's just a, a great area. And I think that when you see people who have who are uh, entrepreneurial in spirit and mind and what they what they do for their communities, not being selfish with what it is that you do, but sharing and giving other business opportunities, mm. you know, to other men. I mean, look, ladies. Without uh, look, brothers, brothers are there. I don't care what color you are, European American, African American, whatever, uh, whatever uh, a person you are as far as culture, you still need a good man, okay? And if that's what you desire, and the, the this is an example of how brothers are pouring into their community, their uh, their uh, their families. They're pouring in so that they can develop healthy people. And see, to me, that's what he was attracted to, right? Mm -hmm. He was attracted to your enthusiasm, but also your tenacity in life mm -hmm. as a brother, you know, as yeah. as a man. Okay. I'm yeah. talking to guys, men, you know, let's not let's not give up brothers men uh, of all colors and races mm -hmm. let's let's not give up you know it's it's more than just the woman out there with the kids folks need good men right mm -hmm. this is what makes families and families is good strong healthy families is what makes a healthy community and a healthy community whether it's local or or national right Mm -hmm. It's the nucleus of of a good, healthy, of a good, healthy national world. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that that's what he was looking for. And he yeah. was looking at and and why not? Right. Why not put it in the right perspective? You Because if you're that much of a light to where God has gifted you to, to build. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, guys, what James has done, Brother J.B., He's not, everyone has the opportunity to do it too. If you wake Amen. up every day, that gift of life, 
is what it takes. Look, just get up. Just wake yep. up. Half the battle of winning and overcoming is just showing up. Show up to work. Do a good yeah. job. Burn some midnight oil. Write the business plan. Yeah. You know, get get some self-control about you. You know, I say, you know, get saved, but you know, get the self-control about you. And yeah. let and then that way that'll lead you and guide you the and get you to the point to where you can see to do better. So yeah, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> what a great story. Oh my goodness. This is uh, I'm just overwhelmed in that. <laughs> Look, people just don't get it. You know, it's it's yeah. more to it. We don't see, and I think that they're trying to show more positive role models. And and uh, brother, you might not consider yourself to be a role model, but today at this point and during this broadcast, you are a role model and for everyone that's listening to this, share it with other young people, young men. We mm -hmm. need to we need you to know, men, that you are important. You are yes, important, important, important. And you have so much laying on your shoulders, but you can you can do it. You can bear that and and grow in that, huh? And yes, make make the world a better place. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's, that, that's what I that's what I feel like, you know, as far as you know, me being a barbershop owner or whatever, uh, I just, I, I never really thought that um, I would be put in a position like this, but I'm here and God expects me to do something with, you know, the time, the resources, the space that I have mm -hmm. and, and not just use it to, to make money for mm -hmm. my family, you know, cause it, it, I need, I have more space than I than I need and everything that you get in abundance or your overflow is not for you it's for other people so the overflow goes to the other people in which who he brings to the table you know what I mean and they if they're part of the turning heads family then they, they get to experience the overflow that that comes from me you know or that comes from God that through me God? and that's um, it yeah yeah so definitely I understand my role uh in in this whole thing called life and i'm just trying to be a good steward over what god has given me you know what i mean and in any in any instant i want to start living for myself or start you know taking all the glory and the credit i can end up like the guy named chico <laughs> you know what I mean? and everything can be taken away from me you know what I mean? And I don't want to put him out there like that. I love Chico. I, I thank yeah. him Pray for, for even believing in me. He had but, his place. And as long as he yeah. wakes up every day, there's still redemption. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. But tell, he, tell me about. Tell me about. Now, when I called to see if you be on the broadcast, brother, brother, King, you want to come and be on the broadcast? When I called, you were working on a car. Uh-huh. Uh, tell tell us tell me a little bit about that. See, so um, you go, you do, you yeah, do different I, things, um, huh? I'm a, I'm what you call a jack of all trades. I try to, I try to, I want, I want them seven streams of income. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, um, whatever God allows me or puts in front of me, the opportunities. I want to take advantage of those things. And if it's something that I can't figure out. And then I, you know, I'm I'm cool with just saying, okay, maybe this is not my lane. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you can't be all over the road. You yeah, know? But yeah, I get it. Certain things just it just clicks for me. And I sell cars. My brother um, introduced uh, another business venture. Said that he wants to partner up and create a a, a dealership to where we can, you know, sell cars and things of that nature. Uh, get your dealer's license. And I, I am an agent under his dealership license mm -hmm. and I go to the auction and I buy cars and I fix them up and then I sell them for a uh, blue book value. So we buy at black book, which is cheaper than blue book. But then okay. once you fix the car up and get it up to par, then you can sell it for blue book. Mm -hmm. So there's always a little profit in there. But what I try to do is make the car affordable for people. And so usually my cars are like 3000 and under very rarely am I selling a car over $3,000 just because it's hard to come up with 35, 
4045 you know, but it's easy to come up with $1,500, $2,000, $2,000. So that's what I try to, I try to do is buy, buy cars that are affordable for people. And it's been uh, about two years now. We have a, um, a, a lot on 44th and Truth. Um, I, I, I try, <laughs> I try to be able to, you know, buy cars, put them on a lot. But before I could put them on a lot, I already sold them. You know yeah, what I mean? That's so all right. That's that a good problem to have. That is a and very good problem. Supply I, and demand there. So, good so turnover. Yeah, exactly. So in doing in doing that, I'm sitting here like, you know, you, everybody heard of Carvana. You go, you go online, you say, you give the specs and everything that you want. And then Carvana finds a car for you. I, I call myself the hood Carvana. You tell me, the year, make, model, mileage of the car that you desire. I go to the auction. I try to find that exact car. And then I, I ride them. I check the oil and all of that stuff. Make sure everything is up to par. I take pictures of them. I send them to you. About four or five different pictures uh, or, or four or five different vehicles. You give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. And then I bid on the ones that you give me a thumbs up on. And I end up getting at least one of the cars that you want. And then I say, hey, congratulations. You got you a 2008 Ford Fusion, 132,000 miles. And I'll meet up with you later so we can do the transaction. And doing will, this, Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I want to just prove one little thing. Go ahead, though. I need and, to in, and in doing that. I don't have them make, they don't put no down payment. Mm -hmm. I'm really just trusting their word that they're, they're going to pay mm -hmm. and I'm going to sell the car regardless, but right. I would like to sell it to you because this is, this is handpicked like, right? by you. You know what I mean? And I've had some people, Oh yeah, you know, something happened. I'm like, it's all good. I sell the car anyway. And I end up getting more money for the car than yeah. initially I was going to get from you. So it's like God gave me double for my trouble. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so I, I, I like doing that. And so my brother like, man, you ain't got nothing on the lot, nothing on the lot. So I'm like, man, because I'm shopping for individuals. So I'll have three different people. I'll go out. I'll find their cars. And the car and is sold. The money isn't sitting on the lot. The, mm -hmm. the turnover. So you it's, it's liquid again so that you can go and reinvest it. There you have it. There you have it. So. Mm -hmm. And and it's been pretty pretty lucrative. Now what it has been doing is taking me away from the shop. Um, from Tuesday through Thursday, I don't get into like noon or one o'clock because the auctions they start at nine. Uh, they don't end to like eleven, eleven thirty, sometimes twelve. So my days are cut short a little bit, but it's cool because I'm still able to go in from one to seven. You know, that's six hours of cutting and, you right. know, conversating and still right. doing what, what I need to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's giving me another opportunity another to, to help people out. You know what I mean? Well, help another them, avenue that's going to help them help me help them. And a, but another avenue, too, for income. And yeah, yeah. I want to prove that point, too, because there's no I know stimulus checks are coming out, guys. I think the mm -hmm. stimulus situation is going to be even more than what people are realizing. They're going to do make a big turnaround and they're just going to keep throwing money out there. But it's never going to be enough. Right. Mm -hmm. To be that responsible person. I think it'll be uh, maybe some seed money to go. Uh, be that responsible person and build to that. But I do want to mention what you're doing is not unusual, even for millionaires. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know of a millionaire here in the greater uh, that made their millions in real estate here mm -hmm. in the greater Kansas city area, right? They bought and sold uh, and did the real estate for, you know, in Raytown, Ruskin Heights, all of those, you know, sort of oppressed areas, so say, right? Mm -hmm. uh, lower social economic areas. And they made millions, right? And they retired. But what they also did and what they were sharing is that there's no holds barred when it comes to making good, honest money. Just mm -hmm. kind of think about what opportunities are out there and then take your time, which is a commodity in itself. The most precious commodity that you have is your time. To Amen. go out there and 
come up with the concept and just work it into where you can. Now, what they were saying, they bought and sold. They stay focused on particular uh, big vehicles like the trucks or whatever. But the same concept is there. Right. Mm -hmm. And this guy is a millionaire. So mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not going to get into your socioeconomic status right here because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we could we who, what profit a man to, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for? We're not going there. I'm not trying to because right now the dollar ain't worth it. really people are going to see this God of money is, is crashing down right in front of our eyes. You know, mm -hmm. they're just giving it away. Right. And inflation is just ridiculous and it's going to mm -hmm. be even more ridiculous. But the whole case in point of what we're sharing here today is that you can make it, you can mm -hmm. do it. Huh? Yep. Here's a, Here's another uh, business guy, a uh, uh, owner who is just taking his life to, to be in business I already shared with you. I know lots of people that just can't stand going to a job, right? But you hung in there on the job until transition came because you had responsibility. And that's mm -hmm. what the whole thing is. Look, you hang in there with the job long enough until you get enough about you to where you have your business plan together mm -hmm. and you've counted the cost and then you get out there and do it, guys. Okay, that's yeah. that's how it is, right? Yeah. Not, oh, I'm just going to go and then no. you get give up and then you, you Pookie and Ray Ray and you up there playing the video games because you didn't gave up. No, you know, go out there and prove that that's what you're wanting to do. Do the sacrificing. If you hate working for others enough, then you'll get that that business plan together and you'll hop along and and cut your, you know, keep your resource, keep your overhead low to where it's not being ate up by whatever profit you have. Your profit isn't being ate up because of your overhead. And, you know, you continue to grow and develop it. Uh, just great story. Great story, uh -huh. JB. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I would also like to say, you know, I come from a background of, of, of hustlers, okay? Now, the hustling part, the, the bad part of hustling is the product that you're hustling, you know? Business, entrepreneurs, uh, drug dealers, let's just say what it is. You know, drug dealers are entrepreneurs. They're just selling the wrong product, you know what I mean? The concept is almost the same, though. Um, and I was an ex-hustler. My brothers were ex-hustlers. But we understood what we were doing was tearing down our community and also was putting our freedom in jeopardy. So how could we how could we still hustle legally, though, mm -hmm. to where we can make, if not more money? <laughs> and not have to look over our shoulders. That's right. You Why know how much it? on average? Do you know what a hustler can, or usually makes? Maybe maybe twenty dollars an hour. If that. If that. Huh? And you don't <laughs> put your life on the line, looking over your shoulder, tearing mm -hmm. yourself down, tearing your community down for less mm -hmm. than twenty dollars an hour. You mm -hmm. know, ridiculous. You yep. know, so, and they and they set it up to where. They make sure because they they make it. The rap artist is out there. Oh, I got the bling bling. Well, and I got the, <laughs> the honeys, and I got the you know all yeah. whatever you do. And it's like, well, how'd you get it, bro? Yeah. Uh, making less than twenty dollars an hour. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> huh? You know what, my girl? Them, I don't think a, so. A lot of them are not even doing it. They're pushing the message as if they're yes. doing it, yes, but. Right. The powers that be that's behind the scenes is pushing them to do that. If they want to talk about anything else other than that, then they won't be on that label. Mm -hmm. So it's what makes money mm -hmm. and they're going to push it out there, even though even if that means the community being torn down, being torn apart, the 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 man being, you know, put in jeopardy, his life being put in jeopardy because of what this guy emasculated. Yeah. yeah, it's all a part of a it's all a part of a grand scheme of things. It's a plan. It's emasculation, bro. The you enemy has, the honeys. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not being a man. You're being you're being a beast. Yeah. You know, you're not you have no self-control. They you know when it goes, oh they won't give me a job. Well you don't want the job anyway. Well here is an opportunity for you to look at, for us to look at what can we do 
to invest in ourselves, take the time and not look over our shoulders, invest in ourselves to where we can make money. Because guess yeah. what, guys? It's coming. It's coming. Okay. It's going to be a time to where you're not going to be able to go out there for real and find the job. Now, there's plenty of jobs out there now because they got those stimulus checks coming. Mm -hmm. uh, stimulus checks and plenty of jobs or whatever. But a lot of times people aren't even trying to work because mm -hmm. of the STEMI checks. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and a lot. <laughs> and even before the stimulus, it was more of a generation. It's a generational curse. Mm -hmm. That's being passed down from generation to generation. If my mother was on welfare and her mother was on welfare and they and they made it just fine, then I can be on welfare. And if Uncle Sam is going to uh, or not Uncle Sam, but uh, if the government, I guess so, can yeah. pay me to have more kids, then I'm going to have more kids. And then, and then if he says I can't have no man staying here. Or they're gonna take this away, then I won't have no man staying here. And oh, I can or stay I won't here, get married. He'll be married. here. He'll, be He'll just married. be coming out the back door when they come on. Yeah, exactly. I won't be able to get married, right? Yeah. So it's because once I get up, married, it all goes away. So mm -hmm. it's set up to where it's convenient for them to just sit and do nothing. And then it's like the education, I think. The inner city schools are not teaching the same things that they're teaching out here. Uh, so when my kids come with homework or they say they learned this and I'm like, what? They teach all that? They are deliberately not teaching the things that needs to be taught in the inner city school. They call it the prison pipeline for a reason. You know what I mean? And it's that's a whole nother interview. A whole nother <laughs> interview, something we're going to definitely pick up. The setup is there. You it know is. What I mean? But, but, but. You know, if you need to use my story, you can use my story and have hope and and, and and encouragement that you can, too, do this. You can have any business that you put your mind to, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You, it's not just going to happen. You know what I mean? You have to start somewhere. Put one foot in front of the other and then you'll look up and say, dang, I've started a business and I've been in for five years now or whatever, you know, yeah. so. I mean, it can happen for you like it happened for me. Uh, but, you know, that's just my two cents. About you know, it. it's it's more than two cents. You really, really uh, continue. You know, we're going to just look. Where is the shop again? So yes. let's get the address of the shop. Okay. You want to support. Go go to the shop and get your hair cut. Huh? Take amen, your little ones. Turn the heads, barber salon. 782 US 40 Highway, Blue Springs, Missouri, 64015. If you All needed right. that, if you needed that too. But hey, we do fades, we do braids, we do bobs, we do whatever you bring your dog, we'll cut your dog up too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I believe it. I believe it. We have a kids' room, so you ain't got to worry about your kids running all I around. I forgot about that. Yeah, we got yeah. the kids' room in there. They can sit down, watch cartoons, or play air hockey, whatever they want to do. We got game systems back there, Xbox, PlayStation. We keep them, you know, uh, to where they ain't going to be running all around and getting on our nerves, mm -hmm. but they can wait their turn. And then they can come get the haircut and then they can go on a merry way. Right. But, you know, we have everything, uh, you know, at your at your disposal. And, hey, come through, get your haircut, get clean, you know, and, hey, get a car. If you need a car, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. I'm the hood Carvana, the Entrepo Negro. You know, however you want to call me, you know. I, hey, I, an I entrepreneur. See, you know, stimulus checks don't make an economy that's thriving. Okay. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs do. Yes. And as soon as the African American, the brown man, the black man understands that, okay, the entrepreneurship and invest in themselves it's okay mm -hmm. to be selfish invest in yourself Self. and then be able to share and take, and take care of a family right do what you need to do on that that mm -hmm. right there is what makes a strong economy 
it makes a strong economy. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to push on obstruction of justice. We're, my favorite topic is business. So that's mm -hmm. why we share about business. And I appreciate mm -hmm. you. I really do appreciate you sharing. And JB, come back. Come back and hang oh, yeah. with us. Oh, a yeah. Bit. Huh? oh, yeah. Just let me, hey, give me a call. Let me know. I might be working on a car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, next time, let's show one of the cars. Yeah, here. Uh, we didn't even talk about my music, but we maybe we could do that. Ah, uh, see, yeah. you know, no. oh Don't my goodness, I'll be back. I'll be back. We, we'll talk on, on some ministry stuff. We can talk on some ministry. Well, stuff. you know, we can do that, and you know, we do that on Saturdays too. So, yeah. you know, if you if you want to talk more ministry, we can go there. We can hit it on a Wednesday and a Saturday because the the Bam. message is still the same. Yes, ma'am. There is, there is grace. There is, there is life in in life, and who the life giver is. So, yeah, there's no secret here. We Christian, come and for real Christian. Jesus. Okay. In the we name of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> his name is Jesus. <laughs> there's no secret here. So, Amen. you know, I I just try to be able. To, this gives us an opportunity to talk a little bit more on the secular level, right? Oh, yeah. To be able to share. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, folks know we go in, we go in for real and lift him up. So we're grateful. We're grateful for you, too, Brother JP. Yes, ma'am. I thank you. Thank you for having me. This is very cool. Now that I know this is what you do. This is one thing. This one in. thing. I'm going to tune in. You know okay. what I mean? All right. Yeah, Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. It's one thing. You know, it, you know it, it's it's one thing that we do. I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like you. But we'll we'll get a chance to talk more about it. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. Hang in there. Hold Appreciate on a minute. And thank you for joining too. You know, uh, this is an opportunity, like I said, and I'm not trying to do no big long monologue, but you know, if you know that there's a young person out there that could be encouraged by this uh, broadcast, go ahead and share, share that link and let them know that this is something that can help them along. And, you know, we have the addresses out there if they need their haircut. If you need a car, <laughs> come, come on, and grab that address and get with Brother JB. And you know, we, we're encouraged by it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll just go ahead and and do what we can. And if, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice now.